0: It was surreal to read about someone in his memoir, then find that person in historical records and newspapers and other. Hello, Anastasia Harmon here. Thanks for joining me for Left Behind the Scenes. These are mini episodes that I'll publish occasionally, and they allow me to chat with you in an informal, close to one-on-one format. In these episodes, I'll offer you answers to frequently asked questions about the Left Behind podcast, descriptions about how I research the people I highlight, and details on topics that tie into Left Behind episodes. So let's get started. Hey everyone, Anastasia here. Today I have an announcement and the answer to the question I get asked all the time. First off, starting now, I'll be publishing a new Left Behind episode every other week. When I began the podcast last January, I was in a season of life where I could research, write, and produce a new episode each week. During the summer, with my children home from school, I had to scale back to publishing every other week, and I hope to return to weekly Left Behind episodes with the start of a new school year. And you've probably noticed that I've been publishing every week for the last few weeks. But I'm falling behind. My children's school times have shifted, and where I had plenty of time to produce a weekly podcast last winter and spring, I now find myself working non-stop, rushing through research and production, getting burned out, and not being a great wife or mother. In other words, I'm basically dropping the ball for everyone. And the people whose stories I tell on left behind deserve the best research and writing I can give them. You deserve the best podcast I can produce. I deserve not to feel constantly stressed and overwhelmed. And my husband and children deserve a more present wife and mother. So, while I sincerely want to produce a weekly podcast, for this season of life, an every other week podcast is what I can do. On occasion, I'll publish left behind the scenes episodes, like this one, during those off weeks. Creating these episodes takes less than five hours to produce. That's opposed to the 25 to 30 hours it takes to produce a Left Behind episode. Okay, let's get to that question. Every time I tell someone what I do and explain my podcast, they ask a variant of this question How did you get interested in researching World War II POWs in the Philippines? I think there's a couple of factors at play with this question. First, I'm a woman, and women don't typically seem to be into war history. Second, I'm rather young. I mean, my children are all in elementary school still. Well, it seems that most people I know in this work are near or in retirement. And third, well, World War II in the Philippines is not something most people have ever heard of. So since my origin story is a conversation I have quite often, I thought you might like to hear it too. As you likely know, my great-grandfather, Alma Som, was a POW in the Philippines during World War II. By the way, I'm publishing an episode about him by the end of the year, and I can't wait to share it. As you also likely know, he wrote a memoir of his wartime experiences. That memoir is 246 typewritten pages long. And just to be clear, that's typewritten on a typewriter. I'm not sure when I became aware of the memoir. It seems like I've known about it all my life. My father had a copy of the memoir. It's never been bound or published, just a pile of papers in a box. I've always been interested in World War II. As a high school senior, when people asked me what I wanted to major in in college, I would say, American history with an emphasis in World War II. I ended up majoring in English and have spent most of my career writing and editing. Life, am I right? But shortly after college, I decided I wanted to read my great-grandfather's memoir. So I made a photocopy of my dad's copy, and I put it in a three-ring binder where it remains to this day, right next to me on my desk. As I read it, I was appalled to learn what he and his comrades went through. We never learned this in high school history class. Since my family didn't have a typewritten digital copy of the memoir, I decided to start transcribing it because that's what 24-year-olds like to do with their free time or something. I should say at this time, I was working as an editor for a historical research publisher. So I'm sure that factored into my mid-20s desire to retype a manuscript. This was happening around 2002 or so And I got about halfway through the memoir before life got in the way. The memoir is difficult to read in some ways because Alma wrote about people and places and events that were very familiar to him, but totally over my head because I didn't have the context. For example, in the opening pages, he talks about smoke wafting out of the tunnels of a hill on Corregidor Island. I had no idea how to picture or understand what was going on there, And you have to remember, in 2002, the internet was not as helpful as it is today. Around 2007, I got the idea that maybe we could finally publish the memoir, but add in side boxes that added context for the people, places, and events he mentioned. And I was really excited about this idea. So over the next few years, I started researching the men that he had mentioned in his memoir, I was working as a writer and research manager at Ancestry.com at the time, and I've always had a knack for family history research, so I set out to see what I could learn about these men. I surprised myself when I actually found the men my great-grandfather mentioned in his writing. It was surreal to read about someone in his memoir, then find that person in historical records and newspapers and other. He mentioned about 150 men total in the memoir. And over the past 15 or so years, I've done preliminary research on all of them. Of course, I haven't worked on this nonstop during those years. I worked full time, and then I raised three babies, and those things took up most of my time. As my children started getting into elementary and preschool, I found I had more time, and I started thinking about the memoir and the POWs again. In 2019, I created a blog where I published stories about the POWs I'd researched. It was similar to what I do in the podcast, but the bios were relatively short. I did this for about a year, and then, like with every modern story, COVID hit. And I was juggling homeschooling three kids, pandemic stresses, and writing a blog. And I soon realized that I'm not super mom, so I put the blog aside. About a year ago, in fall of 2022, with all of my children now in full-time school, I was again feeling a pull towards the POW story. Actually, the pull never went away. I just wasn't in a position to do much with the pull. But at this point, I didn't feel like the blog was the right format. I thought about writing a book, but that didn't feel right either. I'm a voracious podcast and audiobook listener. It's why my house is at least semi-livable. Listening to true crime just somehow makes housework a little more doable. And I started thinking that a podcast would be a fantastic medium to tell the POW story. But at this point, the issue I was facing was the scope of the POW story and how to tell it. When I did the blog, I would publish a short portion of my great-grandfather's memoir, And then in the following weeks, I would write the bios for the POWs he mentioned in that portion of the memoir. By the way, if you're at all interested, that blog website is still alive. You can find it at www.anastasiaharman.com. Anastasia Harmon is A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A-H-A-R-M-A-N. There's a lot of A's. Just remember that. The more I researched POWs, the more I realized that Sam's experiences in and timeline of the war left out quite a bit about the war in the Philippines as a whole. You see, he was in Manila when the Japanese first attacked, and then he was on the USS Canopus anchored offshore of southern Bataan, and then he was captured on Corregidor. So his story completely misses the first attacks on the Philippines, the main withdrawal to Bataan, the Battle of Bataan and the Bataan Death March. So his memoir no longer seemed like the correct framework, so to speak, for the POW story. I finally decided that I wanted to tell the story of the complete war in the Philippines, the servicemen, both Filipino and American, the service women, that is the nurses, the guerrilla organizations, the underground movement, the civilians, and even, when possible, the Japanese side. Once I decided that, The POW story morphed into the story of World War II in the Philippines from the announcement of the attack on Pearl Harbor, all the way to the U.S. reinvasion. I decided that each episode would focus on a specific part of the war and told in chronological order. And if you've listened to all of the episodes, you may have noticed that there is a chronological order to the episodes overall. The very first Left Behind episode is about Marine Frank Pizik, who drove a motorcycle through a Philippine Navy yard at 3 a.m. announcing that Pearl Harbor had been bombed. From there, episodes go into the bombing of Clark Field, the withdrawal to Bataan, the Battle of Bataan, the Bataan Death March. Starting with next week's episode, we're shifting to the siege on Corregidor Island. Then we'll follow those men into Cabanatuan, which was the largest Japanese POW camp during World War II, We'll delve into the underground and the guerrilla groups and so much more. At the same time, each episode focuses on one or more individuals whose experience illustrates that specific portion of the war. But within that episode, I'm telling the individuals before, during, and after the war, if there was an after. I decided to call the podcast Left Behind because that title seemed to perfectly fit an ongoing story about the individuals left behind when the U.S. surrendered the Philippines at the start of World War II. So that's the origin story of the Left Behind podcast. I hope this helps you understand a little bit about how the podcast got started and how I got interested in researching World War II POWs. It's an unusual story, But I'm so glad I got into this research and that my interests and training from childhood up through my career have led to this point where I can research, write, and tell the stories of these individuals who sacrificed so much for our country and our freedom. And that's Left Behind the Scenes for today. I'll be back next week with a new Left Behind episode about the siege on Corregidor Island. Please remember to like and subscribe to Left Behind so you know when that new episode drops. And please consider telling a friend about the podcast. Have a fantastic week.